Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 29th. In today's news, President Trump taps his personal doctor, who has no management experience, to be the next VA secretary. Trump's former lawyer, John Dowd, may have dangled pardons in front of Paul Manafort and Michael Flynn last year. And the White House says it's cautiously optimistic about meeting Kim Jong-un in May. But first, the big idea. Loyalty to Trump has emerged as a top issue in GOP primary campaign commercials. New ads across the country are hitting Republicans over past criticisms of the president. Michigan Attorney General Bill Schuette is running two commercials right now. One highlights the endorsement he's received from President Trump in the race for governor. The other attacks his Republican primary opponent, Lieutenant Governor Brian Cowley, for calling on Trump to drop out after the Access Hollywood tape emerged in October 2016. Then with the White House and Supreme Court hanging on the line, Brian Kelly deserted Donald Trump, helping Hillary Clinton's campaign. In that 2005 tape, Trump boasted in lewd terms about being able to get away with groping and kissing women. He also discussed an effort to seduce a married woman by taking her furniture shopping. The president said into a hot mic, when you're a star, they let you do it. At the time, Callie said he'd write in Mike Pence's name on the ballot if Trump didn't step aside and stressed that he would never support Hillary Clinton. Schuette also condemned Trump, but didn't withdraw his endorsement. Naturally, none of that nuance comes through in the 30-second commercial. But the escalation in Michigan's air war mirrors what's happening in other gubernatorial House and Senate primaries across the country. Fealty to Trump has become more of a litmus test than ever for Republicans, Emboldened by private polling and focus groups, GOP candidates are stepping up attacks on their rivals over any daylight they've shown with Trump, even if it stemmed from his boorish personal conduct toward women or apostasy on traditional conservative orthodoxy. It's another illustration of the degree to which Trumpism has come to define the Republican Party. This is no longer the party of Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, or George W. Bush. It's the party of Donald J. Trump. And the ads are a reminder of it. Support for Trump has become one of the biggest flashpoints in the Ohio Republican primary for governor as well. Lieutenant Governor Mary Taylor has intensified her attacks on Attorney General Mike DeWine, the heavy favorite in the May 8th contest to succeed outgoing Governor John Kasich. The pro-Taylor super PAC, Onward Ohio, has spent heavily this past week to run a commercial contrasting DeWine with Trump. The narrator says, quote, if you like President Trump, then you won't like Mike DeWine. President Trump is right on immigration, guns, and China. Mike DeWine is wrong on all three. One reason Republican candidates are leaning so hard into this Trump loyalty issue is that it proved quite potent last year in Virginia. Corey Stewart, despite having no establishment support and being dramatically outraised, came within about a point of toppling former Republican National Committee Chairman Ed Gillespie in the June 2017 primary for governor. Stewart had chaired Trump's 2016 campaign in Virginia and, in his ads, referred to Gillespie as anti-Trump. In Tennessee, where there's a four-way race for the GOP gubernatorial nomination, Congresswoman Diane Black has been on the air this month with a commercial built around footage of Trump praising her at the signing ceremony for the tax cut bill in December. Diane, come on up. Diane Black, thank you. Helping write the president's tax cut was one of my proudest moments. Similar things are happening from South Carolina to Pennsylvania, 
We're also seeing it in the Senate, from Mississippi to Nevada and Arizona, and House Republican primaries all over. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump has tapped White House physician Ronnie Jackson to replace Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin, who the president fired over Twitter last night. Jackson is apolitical, and his views on a range of hot-button issues affecting the VA are not known. He is credentialed and experienced in medicine, but he has no background in management. In any normal era, this would be a deal-breaker for lawmakers, but Republicans are likely to go along and confirm him in this environment. If you want to understand why, just think about those ads I just talked about. No one wants those run against him. If Jackson is confirmed, he would be in charge of fulfilling one of Trump's signature campaign promises, fixing the federal government's second-largest bureaucracy. By picking Jackson, Trump is demonstrating once again that he prizes relationships and loyalty over traditional qualifications. He calls Jackson the doc, and he cheered his on-camera performance in the press briefing room in January when he delivered the results of Trump's annual physical. The doc praised the president's stamina, which Trump appreciated. Number two, former Trump lawyer John Dowd reportedly raised the prospect of pardoning former Trump aides Paul Manafort and Michael Flynn with their lawyers last year. This raises questions as to whether Dowd's offer of pardons influenced the two men's decision to plead guilty in the investigation. The New York Times reports that the discussion came about as special counsel Bob Mueller was building a case against them. The talks also suggest that Trump's lawyers were concerned about what Flynn and Manafort might reveal if they cut a deal with Mueller in exchange for leniency. Legal experts are torn over whether this might constitute obstruction of justice. Dowd, for his part, denies that any discussions took place. But Trump did express a keen interest last spring and summer in his power to pardon. When he was interviewing lawyers as candidates to represent him in the probe, aides say Trump asked whether he could pardon his advisors, his family members, and even himself. White House aides are now concerned about this situation creating more legal jeopardy for people close to the president. Meanwhile, CBS News reports that Manafort is counting on a pardon to avoid prison time, and that's why he's not cooperating with Mueller. Number three, the White House says it is, quote, cautiously optimistic about the planned May meeting between Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The Trump administration was thrown off balance when China announced on Tuesday that it had held a summit with Kim this week in Beijing. Though administration officials decided to call the summit a positive result and chalk it up to the pressure campaign against North Korea, China's failure to inform the U.S. about the talks before they took place was another indication of the uncertainties that surround Trump's North Korea strategy. Major details of the potential U.S.-Korea summit still haven't been worked out, and it's supposed to happen in just a few weeks. A lot of insiders think there's a big chance that it'll fall through, especially with hardliner hawk John Bolton coming on board as national security advisor. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 29th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 